0: Hey, it's Kevin Hart with my pal, Catherine O'Hara. No, I'm more of a bestie. Kinda, sorta.
1: Right now, we're cash backing on everything we need for the holidays with Chase Freedom Unlimited. I got some ornaments and lights. It's the season to cash back. And lots of wrapping paper. Maybe you're cash backing on a present bought for me? Uh, about that. I know. I know you're kidding. Am I?
0: How do you cash back? Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.
1: Come on, son, 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 son. on, Come on, Come on, What's good, y'all? It said lover. Come on, son, the podcast. I'm in the building. How are everybody doing, man? Let's talk for a little while, shall we? Just a little while. I ain't gonna take up too much of your time. Let's just chat a little bit about everything that's going on. So this world never ceases to amaze me. I just want to say that. I just, I just got to say it because it's true. The world never ceases to amaze me, ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. Now the day goes by that things happen that I'm amazed by. Like I just found out that for the first time, there's 8 billion people in the world. 8 billion people. Elon Musk has more than $8 billion. So he has more than a dollar for every person on the planet. But I digress that. 8 billion people. And we all are amongst them. We all walk and talk and move every single day. 8 billion people. And out of those 8 billion people, some people never, ever, ever are inspired to do anything great. Maybe because it's your background. Maybe because you grew up extremely poor. Maybe it's because your mom had to struggle with raising a bunch of kids and you were just one of them. Maybe your father was never a part of your life, which I think is horrible. Um, I don't like to put it on a woman to raise kids by herself without some kind of involvement from the man that helped make the children. But sometimes you're never inspired. Your, Your environment can play a major part in the way that you come up. We all know that. We all know that. I really honestly believe, and this is not a knock on Brooklyn at all, that had my parents kept me in Brooklyn where there was a high crime rate in the areas where I was living at at the time, between Brownsville and Bedford-Stuyvesant, I was born in Brooklyn in Cumberland Hospital, and not moved out to the suburb of Queens, I don't think that I would have gotten the education And I don't think that I would have been the same person that I am today. I think it would have been more of a struggle for me not to fall into what was going on around me at the time when I was a kid. Now, mind you, when we moved, I think I was only six years old. But I definitely remember parts of where I lived at and the environment and what was going on. Around me. I was in the first grade. I had to leave the first grade at PS 305 in Brooklyn. And then when we moved to Queens, I continued to PS 147 in Cambria Heights, where I went to school. Where there was kind of like if you watch Abbott Elementary on TV, but we had some mix. We had still some white people that still lived in the neighborhood. The great jazz artist Chick Corea's son was actually in my class, my second grade class at PS 147. So we still did have white people that lived in our neighborhood until the great exodus, I like to call it, but that's a whole nother subject by itself, growing up and moving from Brooklyn to Queens and the way the white people reacted in Queens. That's totally different. Okay, whole different conversation. But what I'm trying to say is some people Never, ever have a chance to be inspired by anything, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a community, whether it's an uncle, whether it's an aunt, whether it's a brother, whether it's a sister. And some people do. Some people do. A rose can grow from concrete. We have seen it many, many, many times. Look at Shannon Sharp. Look at Shannon Sharp that's on TV. Look at Shannon's humble. Beginners, I can't even call myself poor compared to where Shannon Sharp came from. But once we moved to Queens, I'd say we were middle class. But if you talk to my parents, they'll tell you it was a struggle. Four kids, house, car, gas, electric, water, food, school clothes, struggle. Just to pay a $200 a month mortgage for them was a struggle. So I applaud my parents. I applaud my dad for taking us as far as he could before he succumbed to cancer. I applaud my mom and my older brothers for setting an example, for taking us the rest of the way. It wasn't easy, but we are part of that 8 billion people on this planet Earth that happened to get some inspiration somewhere to do well with our lives. Now I had people that lived directly across the street from me, directly, that had the same opportunity that I had, that had the same opportunity to do well, that was giving everything to them on a the silver platter that they could have ever wanted. And when I tell you that, I mean material things, right? I'm not in your house, I don't know what your your parents are saying to you, but I know that they had the same values that my parents had, and I know that they gave you an opportunity to do everything that we had an opportunity to do and even more so because they had more financial availability to you than we did and we're directly across the street from you. So when you get to a certain point in your life and you know The difference between right and wrong. It is totally up to you on whether or not you want to be educated, whether or not you want to stick it out through the tough times. Because in order for you to become a success, you got to stick it out through the tough times. In order for you to be a success, you got to stick it out through them times you got three pair of pants and one pair of shoes. And you see everybody else doing this down the third. I saw the drug dealers around me just like everybody else did. I got out of high school in 1981. Crack hit Queens hard about 83, 84. I saw it. The opportunity was there for me if I wanted it. Music had me. I didn't want it. So all I'm saying to you is being one out of eight billion, you can shine. You can shine. You have seen it happen over and over again. And over and over. You got to discover what your talent is and you have to follow that. There's going to be some downtime where it's not manifesting itself, but believe me, in the long run, it will. You just got to believe in yourself and not squander your opportunities. See, when you get an opportunity, you take the opportunity and you roll within that opportunity until the next opportunity presents itself. Because normally, opportunity leads to other opportunity which leads to other opportunity which leads to other opportunity you will see it you'll be in one job and then somebody will notice you or you'll go somewhere and you'll start meeting people and then somebody will say Man, you know what you would fit good over here with us and then you'll take that job and then you'll see something else open up and then you'll go over there and then something else will open up like it did for me with your TV raps when i was a school safety officer working for the city of new york school security in Andrew Jackson High School, and my mom thought I was nuts for taking a job at MTV, not knowing how long your MTV was going to last, but I had to seize my opportunity to do something great. I had to. Whether it lasted a year, whether it lasted two years, whether it lasted six months, I was going to be Ed Lover for those six months, and thank God it's lasted 30 plus years thank god i still run into people that say you were my childhood i ran home every day just to watch you on tv raps on tv you taught us about hip-hop you put hip-hop in our laps you put hip-hop in our living rooms no i didn't do it by myself i had a great great team of people around me behind the scenes and i'm not even just talking about my My partner, Dr. Dre and T-Money or Fab. I'm talking about all the people that worked on the show. All the people that did the bumpers. All the people that created the theme songs. All the people that made sure that that show went off without a hitch. The unsung heroes of Yo! TV Raps are the people that I'm talking about. I took that opportunity when the opportunity came. That's an opportunity I decided not to squander. I'm not going to let anybody or anything... Get in my way. Not school safety for sure. Cause I figured if something happened, I'd go get me another job somewhere else. And when the opportunity came for me to be on the radio, I took the opportunity. And when the late Great Combat Jack gave me the opportunity to start podcasting, I took that opportunity. You are one of you are one of eight billion people on this earth that has a chance to shine. Don't squander your life away on silly stuff because a lot of times it's all about an opportunity and it's all about a moment where you have to make a decision. Sometimes it's all about that one moment of whether you're going left or whether you're going right. We all got an expiration date on us. We just don't know what it is. Nobody wakes up in the morning going, damn, I'm going to die today. You don't know You don't know. Sometimes if you're around the wrong environment and you sniff something, you smell it, you feel it. It's in your bones, especially for me. And I don't have anything against where anybody else is from. Being a New Yorker, being in a city of eight, nine million people, sometimes you can sniff it. You feel it. Y'all, this ain't going to go right. Y'all, let's go. Nah, let's chill. No, let's go. Go, let's go. It about it's about to jump off, man. All this argument, nah. Let's go. You know what time it is. It's this day and age seem like everybody got a gun. Let's go. And I will leave your ass right there. If you don't want to come, fine. You can come later and tell me the story. I don't want it was crazy. All right, good. Good. I'm glad. That because once you've been next to somebody who's gotten shot, or once you've been shot, or you've been shot at, it's a whole different ball game. I don't want no part of that. I don't. I don't want to even be around that. Once you start losing friends, the gun violence and death, and little kids in your family, and cousins, and uncles, you don't want no part of that. I don't. I don't want no part of that. You have an opportunity to live and enjoy this life till it's full. It's and you need to seize that opportunity, and to do it, and to work hard at it. Nothing comes easy. You can ask any successful person; they have failed a thousand times. So you can't be afraid to fail, but knowing that there's 8 billion people on this planet and knowing that each and every one of you is unique and different in your own way. I don't want you to squander your life away. A friend is never going to put you in the middle of something that's going to get you fucked up or have your life destroyed. That's not your people. Yo, let's go do this robbery. We're just going to get this quick money. And then that turns into a murder. And the next thing you know, you are gone. Now you want to come home and tell, oh, let me talk to the KKs don't want to hear from you. You've been gone for 25 years. Who are you? Nobody want to hear about how you used to get money. You got money now? Nobody cares. But you. Now you got a book you want to write. And all that old extra bullshit Yeah, I self-published it. Bro, nobody want to hear about your crime stories, bro. There's a thousand, two thousand, two hundred thousand people with the same or very similar story. A friend ain't going to ask you to do that. I watch the first 48 all the time, and I see them get caught up in this dumb shit. And ladies, your man ain't going to ask you to go on no robbery with him. He ain't going to put you in that position. That ain't your man. Watch For My Man on TV One, a very good show. You are one of eight billion. I'm going to say it again. Don't squander it. You are unique. You are special. Don't squander it. And remember that your happiness is your responsibility. Not nobody else's. Your happiness totally falls on you. It's your responsibility. Now, if you're a little kid, that's not your responsibility yet. But once you become an adult, Your happiness is your responsibility. I can't do with him. He ain't making me happy. He ain't giving me what I need to be happy. You're supposed to be happy on your own. That ain't nobody else's responsibility but yours. Stop putting your shit on other people. Okay? Let's take a little break. When we come back, let's talk some more. This is Come On son, the Podcast. Come on, son. Cartier. Rolex. Gucci. Prada. Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real, or it's getting a fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scope of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes for making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, The tight stitching on a pair of dunks. The brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should. And that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too, by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. What's up, y'all? Ed Lover here, and yes, I am getting ready for the holiday season already. And let me tell you something. One beverage I can truly count on when I want to bring my entire family together every year around this time is Coca-Cola. For decades, we've been honoring our household tradition of gathering in the main room, putting up the tree, the decorations. My wife and my mother-in-law are setting out the Cokes over ice while all my kids are falling in the front door one by one by one with grandbabies following them behind them, running towards the Coca-Cola, trying to do everything. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends, good family, delicious food, and of course, ice cold Coke. Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together. Y'all already know that. Hey, it's Kevin Hart with my friend Catherine O'Hara. Tis
0: I. And we're cash backing on our entire holiday gift list with Chase Freedom Unlimited. We are. How about cologne for Jack? You know what? That's cash backing and it's in the air. Ooh, and I love this scarf for Barbara. And I love the cash backing. focus on the giving, Kevin. And, and, one more on the list. Somebody named Kev. Kevin? Yes! <laughs> How do you cash back? Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Chase,
1: make more of what's yours.
0: Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.
1: Dancing crew, trip for two, nail the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kid, (laughs) give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. Boosters designed for COVID-19 variants are now available. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster appointment as soon as you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Whether it's your kicks, your clothes, or anything else. Going with the best gives you that swagger and confidence to be yourself, to be bold, and to live large. Living large is all about being authentic, cool under pressure, and prepared for whatever comes your way. You always got to be the man with a plan, and when life throws those special moments at you, you can't accept anything less than the gold standard. Magnum Lost condoms help you play it cool and stay protected. Magnum. Live large. Look for Magnum condoms wherever condoms are sold.
0: Come on,
1: son. Welcome back. It's come on, son. The podcast. I'm at Lover. We just talking. This episode is called Let's Talk. Because we just we just chopping it up. We just talking. I want to send a very happy birthday out past um because by the time this podcast comes out, his birthday passed already to the one and only Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly is 76 years old. I think a friend of mine is a concert promoter and part of the Black Promoters Collective. And I know for a fact that Frankie Beverly or Maze featuring Frankie Beverly or Frankie Beverly and Maze, however you want to say it, still get $100,000 every time they go out. That's how popular they are. When is the last new Frankie Beverly and Maze album? Tell me, that's how classic the music is. Give me a little bit of joy and pain. Frankie Beverly and Maze. <laughs> That's a s that's that's one you soon as you hear that, come on doom, doo-doo doom, do do doom, doo-doo doo, do do doom You hear that guitar come in, you already know what it is. You know what it is. Give me a little bit of Southern Girl by Frankie Beverly and Maze. Another joint right there. That's a joint. Ain't that a joint, y'all? It's a joint, y'all. Give me one of my favorite joints by them. We are one. We are one. We are one. No matter what it is, we are one. Ooh. Oh, that's such a beautiful song. Did y'all know Frankie Beverly and Mains? Well, Frankie Beverly was discovered. Yeah, Maze and Frankie Beverly were discovered by the late, great Marvin Gaye. Did y'all know that? Well, you learn something new every day, I'm telling you. If you don't believe me, do some reading, do some research. It's Google-able, as my friends like to say. Back to the late, great, not late, great, oh my God, am I putting this man in the grave? My bad. To the birthday boy, Frankie Beverly. Give me the classic before I let go.
0: You made me happy. Yes, you can bear You stood right beside me.
1: a classic. Now, I'm not going to play the Beyonce version of that song because I want that song to sit on y'all like it sits on me. I want that song to sit on y'all like it sits at every family reunion, every summertime barbecue, every derby, black derby party that you go to. The DJ has to have that song. Has to have that song. Before I Let Go, one of the most infamous, super-sampled, redone song. If you have a catalog by Frankie Beverly and Maze, or Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, then you got something to live off. And a lot of artists don't have that. A lot of artists don't get that kind of catalog. That's why we salute Frankie Beverly on his birthday. Or his belated birthday, because yo, a lot of people just you know, music is so microwavable now. It doesn't mean that I don't like it. I'm just I'm just telling you the truth. Some of some of it is just so microwavable that the the songs come and the songs go so fast. It's that's just the way it is. So when we have a, a amazing artists like Frankie Beverly, we got to salute them. So happy birthday to Frankie Beverly. If I had my way, I would just sit here and play album after album after album of your music and just let people get into even some of those B-sides that they really don't know about as a salute to you on on your birthday. It's a lot of seriously great music out there. And uh, definitely it's one of the icons of r&b music or soul music or whatever you want to call it it's definitely one of the icons of music i was having a music conversation with some of my friends that's in my age bracket the other day and of course the same thing they were complaining about hip-hop and and, and i was like you you're not you're not really talking hip-hop you're talking rap understand the difference between hip-hop and rap and also let me say something about What's going on right now? Um, there's a lot of people that I see that talk about different artists and interview different artists and say that these artists are doing this, that, and, and the third for the culture. No, no, you're not. I'm. I've. I am hard pressed to find the culture. I am hard, and I'm, and it's no disrespect to you getting your money as a rap artist. I am hard-pressed to find how what you're doing elevates the culture. See, to me, once money, big money came into play, the culture died. It's like with anything else. You can have a culture of underground painters who do portraits, who do whatever. They just they abstract artists, they're about the art if you flood that with money that culture will die the culture exists into with people who are not doing it for money that's where the culture in hip-hop lies so please don't sit down joe Budden, and talk to roddy rich who says he's not getting on stage for less than a half a million dollars and talk to me and talk to him and even remotely ask him about the culture of hip hop because he's not a part of the culture of hip hop. And t- don't get me wrong, I'm gonna say it again. This is not a hateful thing towards Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich is just an example because that's just the little bit of an interview that I've seen, but I've seen people talk about to other artists about the culture of hip hop. They're not about the culture of hip hop. They're about the business of hip hop. The culture of hip hop still lies with people that care deeply about hip hop. They care deeply about lyrics. They care deeply about production. These are the people who would be doing it even if there wasn't a paycheck attached to it. There are good rap artists out there. The other day I was in the airport where was I going? Because I want to get this story right. I was in the airport. I've been traveling so much I can't be as a comedian. I was going to Orlando, Florida to do a comedy show. And I was in the airport and I looked to my right and I see Pusha T by himself coming into the Atlanta airport. And he saw me, he saluted, and I saluted too. That's a dude that would be rhyming if it wasn't for money. Money is just a backdrop to Pusher. Pusher is a spitter. He wanna rhyme, he's gonna make music, he's like Nas. I don't even believe Nas makes a dime off this music that he put out. He has his hands in so many different other businesses, but he was and always will be about the culture, about making good music, not popular music, good music. And when I was sitting there and having this discussion, and I'm telling these dudes, listen to me, The music is there. The culture, the good dope MC has never died. They are still here. You just got to find them and listen to them. No one gives enough credit to Papoose. Papoose is a dope ass rap artist. Remy Ma is another one. She's dope. Rhapsody is dope. There is a plethora and a buffet of young women spitters out there that are dope-ass artists. Even though she's popular and she's not really hip-hop, but just as an artist, period, her is incredible. On the rap artist scene, I said Pusha T, Malice is back. They're doing another Clips album. I can't wait for that. That's another, there's dope artists out there. Really. For real, Kendrick Lamar. For real, for real. There's a lot. You just gotta weave through the rap to get to the hip hop. Hip hop is a way of life. It's not something you do. Rap is something you do. Hip hop is what you live. You live this culture. I live the culture. I would be doing this regardless. It's fine and I'm happy and I'm ecstatic that I've been able to make a living off of this for so many years, but I love it more than I than I care about the monetary part of it. The monetary part of it is the business. The culture is just loving this and being a part of this and enjoying it and loving graph and loving break dancing and still loving DJing and still loving saying a few rhymes on the mic every now and then, when I get the urge. Once you flood anything with money, it becomes less about the culture and more about the money. See what a dope real MC would do who's down for the culture this dude would be anywhere, any club, anytime, anywhere, and you would play his record and he would jump on the stage and grab the mic and perform it. I've seen it a thousand times over. Or he'd drop a freestyle on you, crazy. They will go to the club, spend, music, spend money on bottles, have all these women around them, and then try to act melancholy when their record is on instead of grabbing the mic and entertaining people. An MC is an entertainer. You're a master of ceremonies. And you know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to say, yo, I was out such and such a place, and I saw a little such-such. Yo, they played his record. Yo, he jumped on the mic for nothing. Yo, he just, even if you do a verse, Or a song. It means something to the people that stand there around you. You prove that you are down with the culture because you work on your craft. So don't say because you're 40 or 45 or 50, 55, 60. Don't say there's no good hip hop out there. Because that is absolutely not true. There is a lot of good hip hop out there. There's a lot of sad ass rap out there. But there's a lot of good hip hop out there. And the problem that we having is the rap is being played more than the hip hop. They found and arrested somebody for the murder of Takeoff. Can Takeoff's death change the direction of hip hop? Can it change what they talk about in hip hop? Will you still talk Sex, money, murder? Will you still be talking about what kind of gun you have? Will you still be pointing guns at the camera? How many deaths is it going to take until you guys stop? Can it change the music for the good? Can you broaden your horizons? I'm never going to tell you not to talk about that. Okay, EZE, NWA, y'all know it. You know, what about the bitch who got shot, fucker? You think I fuck about it, bitch? I ain't a sucker. This is the sound of the, yeah, the AK sound. <laughs> yeah, something like that, but it all depends on the side of the gap. Taking out the police will make my day, but a nigga like Ren don't give a fuck to say. Fuck the police. Yeah, we talk the gun shit too. My nine millimeter goes bang. KRS one. But on the other side of that, he gave you the consciousness too. So can y'all give us both? Are you capable as an artist? to feed life into children just as well as you feed death? Can you do that? Are you a true artist? Are you really about the culture? Are you about the business? There is a distinct difference between the culture and the business. Because I was around for the culture. I was around when I was MC Eddie D and I was writing rhymes each and every day of my life. It had nothing to do with making a record. It had to do with me wanting to be the best MC ever. It had to do with me wanting to go to the park jam and be able to get on the mic and say something to make everybody go, oh, my God. It had with me wanting to be known as the best in my neighborhood. It had to do with me going against the Albino Twins as Sha T and hearing the name Mikey D from Laurelton float around and hearing the name LL Cool J and hearing the name DJ Run and DMC and hearing all of these names floating around, Hurricane, Cool T, Butterfly, Solo Sounds, Davey D, Kid and Play, the Turnout Brothers, all of these names that I was hearing is who I wanted to battle, is who I wanted to go against, who I wanted to prove that I'm down with this hip hop. I dressed it. I talked it. I walked it. I was a part of it. I was whack at graffiti. My brother was much better than me. I was whack at breakdancing. dancing. There was people better than me, but I knew I could talk. I knew I could say some rhymes on a microphone. I knew that Keith Sattler, God rest his soul, when I was a kid, let me come around after carrying crates and taught me how to DJ on regular turntables, not just pushing buttons. Buttons are fine, but can you rock on a regular set of turntables? There's still great DJs out there. I hear them all the time. Forget the people that are paying people to create a set for them and they're celebrity DJ and they're standing behind the thing pressing buttons. We ain't talking about that. We know that shit is whack. We're talking about real DJs. There's still incredible graph artists out there. There's still B-boys and B-girls that compete in breakdancing championships around the globe. This is a global phenomenon. So there are still people that's down with the culture. I had a sneaker deal with Puma. Running them had a sneaker deal before me with Adidas. Cause you wear some Yeezys don't mean you down with the culture. You don't even understand what the culture is. Are you for real about this? Would you be a part of this? For real, for the love of it? Would you take shorts like my man Dan Tanner did as an intern, not getting paid as Puff did as an intern at Uptown sneaking on the train? from Howard University just to work at Uptown, just to be a part of the movement and the culture of black music, hip hop, R&B at its finest? Would you have done that? Or do you come in telling somebody what the fuck they supposed to call you and how much you wanna get paid to be a fucking intern? No, y'all don't know about the culture because you didn't live the culture. You live the business, and that's fine. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. I know the song. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. We open the door so you can make more money than we made. But don't you ever get any of you podcasters or so-called internet celebrities, don't you ever get the culture and the business fucked up? Because the cats you talking to ain't about the culture. They are about the business. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Be a businessman, but don't wave the cultural flag because you ain't about that life at all. You know who wasn't about the culture of any fucking thing? And I use that to segue into this next thing I just want to talk about. Who the fuck decided that Herschel Walker would be the Republican candidate for senator for Georgia? And who the fuck voted for him? A lot of people. Raphael Warnock did not beat Herschel Walker in his Senate runoff by a landslide. He just got past them, which said something about Georgians and this country as a whole. If you look at the map to where Herschel Walker's voting was, it was all outside of Atlanta, all in the in the white rural areas of Georgia. All the uneducated white folks voted for Herschel Walker. Did y'all not see the same commercials that we saw? Did you not see them? Or are you just towing the party line on this conservative shit that's not gonna trickle down to you to make any fucking difference to you? Don't let them tell you that the Democrats spend too much when they spend just as much. We gotta protect our country patriotic shit that they hand you until you go over there and get hurt and come back and you can't get your meds and your fucking leg is gone and nobody in the United States military will help you. Ask any of these veterans. They march out the ones that want to salute the flag on Veterans Day and talk about how proud they were to serve the country. There's a whole lot of other motherfuckers that went there and got hurt and got fucked up and have mental problems that ain't so proud ain't so proud because the United States ain't doing a damn thing for them now that they done serve the country. But y'all fall for the propaganda each and every time. And not from one side, not just from the Republicans, but from the liberal Democrats who promise to do all of this shit and don't do shit. We are in an impasse in this country where we need a third strong, independent political party because the arguing is not getting anything done for the regular person. We need a serious bipartisan group of people that are willing to work together. You got to work together to make this country better, to give people a better education, to give people free health care, to not succumb to what some gun fucking lobbyists tell you or some pharmaceutical lobbyists tell you. Those are the people that run the country. The pharmaceutical companies and the fucking gun manufacturers. Why do you think we can't even get a mental background check on people before they can buy a gun? And I am a gun owner. But there's a lot of motherfuckers that ain't as bright as me that can walk right into a store or the gun show and get a high powered weapon and wipe out as many people as they can because they believe in the rhetoric of one party versus the other party. Did you think that we were just so dumb as black people that you were going to take away votes for Raphael Warnock and we were going to vote for Herschel Walker who lied about every fucking thing in his career, except His football accolades? Who put a gun and a knife to his wife's throat, whose own son is scared of him because he keeps threatening to kill him? Who said no to abortion in any way, shape, or form, but paid for two abortions? Who sat there and said he's excited about what's going to happen with this erection? That Hershey Walker? The one who was talking about vampires and werewolves and nobody knew what the fuck he was talking about? The one who had... Nothing to say about exactly what he was going to do when he got into the Senate, the black fucking step and fetch it fucking puppet, because all he was going to do is vote whichever way Trump and him told him to vote. And believe me, the reason why, as if you're a Republican, God bless you, but you should be embarrassed by this shit is because all the Republican leaders that let this shit happen, that knew it was wrong. Y'all could have put a much better candidate up there than Herschel Walker. To show you how this shit runs and how it really works, Governor Kemp swept the shit out of Stacey Abrams in Georgia. I'm in Georgia. One of my insider friends told me people don't fucking like Stacey Abrams. They tried to get Stacey Abrams to run for senator. She wants to be the fucking governor and already had her eyes on the White House and alienated every single person in the Democratic Party that helped her. They don't fucking like her, so they didn't back her, and she got trounced by Governor Kemp of Georgia, y'all. His name is Brian Kemp. He's the governor of Georgia. He's a Republican. Now, he backed fucking dumbass Herschel Walker. Like, I was. Did I tell y'all I was an FBI agent? FBI said we ain't never had shit to do with Herschel Walker. Did I tell y'all I was a Cobb County Police Department officer? Cobb County Police Department said we don't know what the fuck Herschel Walker is talking about. You ever watch a movie and you don't want to watch the movie, but you can't help it because you're watching the movie? I was watching a movie about vampires the other day. Did y'all know that a werewolf can kill a vampire? Werewolf's pretty cool. What the fuck are you talking about? I've been called a coon. I'm from the South. I know y'all know, but a coon is one of the smartest animals out there. What are you talking about, Herschel? A raccoon? Or do you think a coon is a separate animal? You don't know they calling you a raccoon? Herschel Walker was an embarrassment. That's why Dave Chappelle said what he said about it. He was an embarrassment. An embarrassment. A woman beater. An embarrassment, y'all. And y'all put him up and he got his ass beat. He didn't get stomped like he should have been, which shows you how Georgia is. Raphael Warnock is the first black senator in the state of Georgia, in the history of the state of Georgia. Georgia is not red and it's not blue. It's pink right now. This shit was embarrassing, y'all. Herschel Walker, you need to go somewhere and sit your ass down. Even his concession speech was fucking embarrassing. Embarrassing. Just acting like God is only with the Republican Party. God is for everybody. Did y'all, did y'all know that? Y'all know God is for everybody? And speaking of embarrassing motherfuckers, why can't Kanye West just shut the fuck up? Just be quiet. Told the Jews to get over it. Forgive Hitler and get over it. Said the Jews can't tell him who to love and who to hate. If he wasn't like Hitler, he can like Hitler. They don't we don't really do you Kanye, did you know that most black people feel really feel indifferent? We just don't say shit. We just let them have their thing. The way we got our thing. You didn't gotta speak on every fucking thing. You shouldn't know by now to shut the fuck up. You're only digging yourself deeper into a hole. And your 2024 run is going to be a waste of your money. Ain't no fucking body voting for you, dude. White people ain't going to vote for you. The motherfuckers are lucky. Your sneakers ain't going to vote for you. And black people definitely, definitely ain't voting for you. I got a better chance of being president in 2024 than you do, Kanye West. And here's my campaign slogan. Vote for Ed Lover because everybody loves Ed Lover. that's true. Well, not exactly. But do you have to be exactly right to be a politician? I don't think so. For sure. My name is Zed Lover. This is Kibbutz, son. I'm glad I had the opportunity to talk to y'all today. Keep God first. And everything else will fall into place. I will talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful. If you can't be careful, vote for Hershel Walker. Until the next time we ride together, slide together. Laugh out loud together. Ed Lover, Cam P, Super Producer Krista saying, God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning me in and never tuning me out. Remember, I try my best to give you the good shit and never the bullshit. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. I'm Ed Lover. Take care of yourselves. Remember, I love you more than cooked food. Until next week, bye bye. Come on, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This
0: episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast
1: brought to you by Ed Lover.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,